It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. Hello, welcome to Time Enough Podcast. It's where we roll through episodes of the Twilight Zone and beyond. This is Matt here. Over there's Luke. You got something to say? Oh, Luke is here. It's more of a song, really. Definitely not silent, as in mm. the silence. I, I thought maybe you'd, you'd just be like silent through the entire podcast, and it'd be really frustrating. You could have just not had a guest and pretended that was happening. That would have been a good gag for this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Except it's not the April Fool's one. It also has the benefit of being a pretty good episode, so I wouldn't want to do it that, you know, that dirty. Mm. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I guess I'll, it's the, the gig is up now. I was going to do that when you got me to read the um, synopsis. Oh, damn. Okay. Sorry for calling calling your shot too early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have some non-silent trivia though, so this will this will be this will be rebelling against this particular episode with with lots of talking. Then, so it's pretty hard to do a podcast in silence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of dudes who should. <laughs> <laughs> we may be among them. But... <laughs> For the trivia on this, the original air date was April twenty eighth, nineteen sixty one. The script was by Rod Serling, but is heavily influenced by Anton Chekhov's short story, The Bet. Boris Segal was a Ukrainian immigrant who did multiple episodes in The Zone. He also directed episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, The Man from Uncle, and another run with Serling and Night Gallery. Later on, he helmed The Omega Man, featuring Charlton Heston. Grumpy old man Archie Taylor was played by Franchot Ton. How do you say T O N E with like a in a French way? T O N A U. No, T O N E. It's I would be oh, like right. Tone, but that's I don't know that's wrong. It might be like Tony or Tone. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Franchot Tony, Tony, Tony. I'm not mm. quite sure. Sorry, didn't never took French. Anyway, he had a long career first on Broadway, spent the 30s as an MGM contract player, and stinted around with some other studios like Universal in the 1940s. He was nominated for a Best Actor Oscar for Mutiny on the Bounty, where his co-stars Clark Gable and Charles Lawton served as competition. This conflict of interest led to the creation of the Best Supporting Actor category. Liam Sullivan played that loud new money, Jamie Tennyson. His 60s TV career included spots on Adam-12, Combat, and alongside fellow zoner William Shatner on Gunsmoke. They'd appear together on screen again in the Star Trek episode Plato's Stepchildren. Oh, yeah, he's got the look to be one of them. Yeah, one of the, the, the telepathic. You know, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I slightly dudes. recognized his face, and that is an episode I've seen once or twice. So that's actually one I probably pass over a lot when I'm watching Trek. Is but... that the one that famously has the first um... kiss? Yeah, interracial kiss, I believe. Yes, yes, it is. Even though it's kind of not, because there were like live ones. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's also, it commits the sin of not being a very good Star Trek episode, so. <laughs> it's a very, like, original series episode, right? It's, like, pretty definitive of what most of them were actually like. You're very season rather three. Rather than sort of the ten good ones that people like to bring up. Right, right. No, season three, you know, it's 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 weird. It's good weird or it's bad weird usually in season three, so. Uh, Luke. I, having having already busted your game, here's a uh, prologue for you to read. Well, we recently did a um, in an episode of Monster Monster Mash, my Monster Hunter podcast, the the talk about the whole um, like drying your teeth to do a uh, Rod Serling thing came up, mm. and then the joke somehow became that Scottish people have famously wet teeth, and that's why they can't do the voice. <laughs> so here we go. Oh, hey, the note that this man is carrying across our room is in the form of a proposed wager, but it's the kind of wager that comes without precedent. It stands alone in the annals of bet-making as the strangest game of chance ever offered by one man to another. In just a moment, we'll see the terms of the wager and what young Mr. Tennyson does about it. And in the process, we'll witness what old parties spin a whale of chance in a very bizarre casino called the Twilight Zone. All right. Thanks, Scotty. I felt like cannot was... read it, Captain. I don't have the power. <laughs> I, I cut my nerves. <laughs> but did, didn't go for the Connery, which I, I guess everyone has decided now that's not a Scottish accent. It's just no, Connery. it's just a Connery accent. <laughs> um, so this episode is what like a bunch of rich people problems that they make for themselves, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is like one of the episodes that's the least. Um. There's no supernatural element. Yeah, right? Because right. I'm not familiar with Alfred Hitchcock Presents, but I'm guessing this is the sort of stories they do on there, right? Yeah. It's just is... little little vignettes of human drama. I mean, I, I think that's why maybe The Twilight Zone stands out as an anthology series. I mean, Alfred Hitchcock's great too, but yeah, that one tends to be more like psychological thrillers and horror, mm. you know, whereas you got The Outer Limits, which has like Alien every week, right? So Twilight Zone kind of sits between those poles, I guess. And uh, but yeah, this episode is definitely having a stroll down a uh, Alfred Hitchcock lane. Mm. Uh, just as a quick aside, I should notice that my uh, note that my New Year's family viewing was the Bates Hotel TV series. So more wholesome family entertainment and the <laughs> Comages house. <laughs> is that any good? It's not bad. I mean, it's it's I guess it's kind of like the Smallville to Psycho, you know? Okay. <laughs> if that makes any sense <laughs> uh great you know it's got really a uh, verma farmiga is that how you say her name she's really good in it um freddie highmore you know charlie from the chocolate factories norman bates so that that's mm. fantastic so they're, they're but yeah it's one of those you know it's like modern tv where they kind of have to stretch the plot like taffy to go over like 13 episodes well, or whatever yeah that's not that's not modern tv modern tv is oh they actually make six episode seasons now yeah, yeah. thinking like classic um, network TV where it's like we've got 23 episodes and we just got to put stuff in there. <laughs> well, there was that there's a at least for American TV, there is a span, which I think they're still doing to a certain extent of the 13 episode season. It's not quite. Oh, and full... You're thinking like it's not the Smallville kind of thing where stuff happens in the first episode and the last episode and everything's filler. It's the Netflix thing of they're stretching out what could have been a single movie over a TV show. Right, right. That's oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That is a, that is a modern issue. 
but yeah that's even great shows tend to have that problem so um in the case of us watching this it's because they had the first season for like three bucks at the rental store but <laughs> but yeah this is the, again the silence is a time when you're going to find yourself talking like a little bit more uh hitchcock right because it does have that vibe um yeah how that, long... that's cool because like i was waiting waiting to see like what's the twist gonna be and then the twist works because it, there's no supernatural there's nothing wacky it's all and it's all even quite um not predictable but like it makes sense right it's all character stuff yeah it's really good yeah and i uh... like I like the idea that there's not always going to be a supernatural thing. Right. You, there that... are a few more that do that, but yeah, yeah. Typically there is, but mm. I mean, this is it's just like, like um, so X-Files wack. creators talking about how originally their plan was that like, it was going to be like 50, 50, whether the thing they investigated was even real. Mm. And then in the end, there's only like one episode where it turns out it's not real. <laughs> uh, yeah. They should have bared down on that a little hard. That could have, yeah. Been it keeps you guessing a bit more. Right? It keeps it interesting gives um scully a little bit more you know fuel in her tank as the skeptic mm. as well which i guess she didn't well she famously just lost all of that eventually didn't she <laughs> well you can't not right <laughs> once you're what abducted by aliens and stuff i guess you have to start thinking maybe there's aliens um how long do you think you can stay silent well that's the thing because he's like offering him any you know um distractions or whatever in my modern apartment I year easy <laughs> like i got i want a year if someone locks me in a room to be silent i think all the books i could read and games i could finish and writing i could do well that actually that that probably rubs a lot of people the wrong way from the back in 2020 but <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> they didn't yeah, like being I was, silent that way i'm kind of the wrong guest for this one because me and you are the two guys who did not experience lockdown because we yeah. live in the mountains of rural japan <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i I definitely like for some of our holidays. I, I when I have the chance, I'll bump up to the um the family house. I'm making music, so I guess I'm singing some, but otherwise I'm probably staying relatively silent. The singing count. Well, in this case, in this, in this case, case, of course, it would definitely count. Yeah. yeah, in this case, it definitely counts. But uh, yeah, I, I had the thought a, a few weeks ago. Well, we were doing the cleaning. Uh, at our mm. at our work right and i was thinking it would be fantastic you know like to sing along while you're cleaning but do it just like full-throated broadway style <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't just do it no nah, and i didn't have a i i, I can't do a broadway voice that's for sure yeah i don't think i know any broadway songs well enough that's kind of where i'm coming from but yeah i was just thinking you know or or you just go into a giant whistle while whistle while you work but you know kind of like loud and full-blooded uh, see see how long it takes for someone to say something to you <laughs> it might not i don't know it's, it's kind of confusing sometimes in japan <laughs> well, what we'll have to do next time is we'll have to pre-arrange that all of us foreign teachers are going to do it and then the japanese teachers just won't know how to react <laughs> <laughs> um what what amount of money would get you to go along with this kind of bet i, I mean, mean if we're talking about no actually money, but... severing my nerve then it would be a lot more than 500 grand well, that was not part of the bet that he took no. his own initiative there. But if I thought if I thought that was necessary, then it would have to be, you know, life changing sums. <laughs> Is it necessary? Can can you rock? No, it? I think I could do it because okay. As you know, there's very little things I don't think I could do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could do anything because I'm me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the boy. Um, I don't know, cool million. 
Okay, so you're just doubling that, right? Well, I mean, actually, this... yeah, to be honest, 500 grand, if it was... Yeah, if I'm assuming that I can actually do it on my own Steam, yeah, I'd mm. do it for 500 grand. Okay, and then if it, we have to add in the severing, you're going to go bump it up to 1 million. Uh, one dude, million? I, it would be more than that. <laughs> more than that, okay. What are your vocal cords worth? I, I guess you... I don't know. I guess you can't remember. What was the budget of the first Transformers film? 150 million. Oh, <laughs> I, I was thinking of the animated one, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's, that's like five bucks and a packet of gum, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the charm of it. Um, we got, we like I said, we started off with the, the rich people. Well, the, the double twist, of course, is that the dude doesn't even have the money. So. Yeah, like neither of them are like really rich right they're both just trying to i guess that's that's the interesting element of this story is that it looks like oh here's a story about rich, rich people being douchebags but it's about people who both of them are people who want to maintain the appearance of being rich but are not i also had the um the perception that not tennyson what's the other guy archie are yeah archie like I guess he was kind of old money where Tennyson was kind of new money. Well, because Tennyson was complaining about this other guy being new money. Uh, the first yeah. scene we see him in where he's just, he won't shut up. <laughs> so he, he is old money, but he's already blown his inheritance basically. Right. Okay. Whereas the, the older guy is old, is old money and it's, it's just run dry, but he's still, he's got, you know, presumably he's got the house and everything. So he doesn't really need that much money anymore. He's just. I mean, I guess you, you need, you need to have some, problem if you're going to get aggressive enough to make the bet and dumb enough to take the bet you're probably not at well Tennyson of course it's clear he's not at his best because he's already already blown his load so hmm. um you know there's a, a certain a certain amount of like chest beating here I guess right I mean the real villain of the police is the lawyer who basically reassures um he tells Tennyson like no no he's good for it but knows full well that he's not yeah, I was just I just heard about um Walt Disney's polo injury. Have you ever heard of this? Just for no. rich, this is like for crazy rich people stuff. Like yeah. after he'd been successful and was getting stressed out for some reason, um, his doctors were like take up a sport. So he took up polo, which is kind of an insane sport when you like actually stop to think about. It. And it's rich people, you you, you know. Just oh yeah, one, that, that's one a rich player's, sport right there. You got to have a horse and a backup horse and um. You know, he got this injury, and then eventually, as he got older, it got worse. And at five every day, he'd have his um one of his 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 nurse give him like a back rub while he drank like a glass of scotch or something, right? So, <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, she suggested he go to check out the trains. He saw that, and then Disneyland started. So that's kind of maybe if he didn't have the injury, Disneyland wouldn't have existed. But the weirder <laughs> thing is, before that, in the year before his injury, he had played in games where two different people died in two different games <laughs> like in the Not 30s it. i was just like oh well yep polo it's a dangerous sport <laughs> you know you think you take the hint at that but this to me that this kind of bet makes me think of that where you keep playing polo even though you've watched two people die in the past year oh well, yeah when you're living at that level of rich and just everything is meaningless right yeah <laughs> so that's why they they do that or they go and like do free running on top of skyscrapers and plummet to their death or they hunt men for sport on an island yeah, that or was they thing. do you know pedophilic sexual stuff because they just they can't get a thrill from what normally people get a thrill from anymore 
So these guys at least get their thrills in a different way, I guess. That's good. Yeah, at um, least he's down in Archie's basement. He's on Epstein's Island. <laughs> what did you think of the design of the uh, the basement? Their little space to observe very nice. him. Very plush. Yeah. I'm very happy in there for a while. Yeah, yeah. How about with a 1961 tech? There's no, there's no switch in there. Can you handle it? See that. If I could get a typewriter or something, then yeah, because I do have a lot of writing I need to be doing. Yeah, would, there's would a couple you... of times I thought like, you know, what would be the best thing that could happen in my life What's if I that? went down for a couple of years. <laughs> I'd get ripped. I'd catch up on my writing. <laughs> Maybe I'd learn a language in there. <laughs> <laughs> and the clink. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I just fell asleep last night. I did not mention in the trivia. Of course, we have uh, Jonathan Harris back, who was. Um, Dr. Smith on Lost in Space. He's the guy. Oh, I did write it. I just didn't. It just was under my screen. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Huh. But uh, he's kind of like the voice of reason in this one, right? He's a uh, George Alfred, the guy that's kind the of, lawyer. Yeah, yeah. He's just yeah, like, but he yeah he doesn't let Tennyson know that he thinks he hasn't got the other guy hasn't got the money. That's what I was saying. But he is consulting yeah. Archie and just like dude, which which you know makes it. That's where the interest comes in. It's Archie is like getting more and more desperately trying to get him to mm. like kind of uh settle before you know trial so to speak <laughs> alternative twist could have been that he's just got the like the wife locked up in another room <laughs> that's why she wasn't if they'd like played up the his wife's not visiting him and he's going crazy about it angle yeah yeah well yeah i, I mean that was just i mean that was just part of his desperation though right he's yeah yeah, yeah. Kind of i know i know i know breaking but yeah yeah that would have been weird if they're they're keeping there i mean maybe he didn't like his wife i don't know <laughs> No, I got the impression he liked him. I don't know if she liked him, but he liked her. Right, right. Okay. Well, she clearly didn't like him because she didn't show up. So Yeah, but he might um, it might have been that he was actually not giving her the letters. Mm. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, so he's just keeping completely shut. Mm. Um, does he at least get the uh five thousand dollars offered? <laughs> he should at least get that, I think. Maybe maybe the the lads at the club had a whip round for him. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, you know, he did cut his cord so you should at least get that last settlement offer you know what for me the silence would not be the difficult part right it's being in that glass room and like completely unable to jerk it <laughs> well i mean that the the, the, the mic microphone should be fine with that right i guess yeah they didn't mention cameras and there's not always someone watching you yeah i mean it's like three in the morning um mm -hmm. i i would just you know I like to walk around, so you like. But to while you while you're masturbating, <laughs> Why, oh, yes, yeah, I'm one of those I find guys. that incredibly difficult. So fair play, mate. <laughs> it's like the George Carlin thing. It was like, imagine someone you know, running at top speed and and taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be done. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you haven't worked in retail and had to clean the bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Um, but yeah, I was thinking like just being in the cage and you know not being able to stretch out your legs all that sort of stuff mm. it'd be like a year of restless lens leg syndrome but it was, it was a, a quite a big plush room so you could you could do like a, a sort of a workout in there i think yeah yeah Lunges. i mean you could do a, i don't like to i mean you go to the gym you like to work out i don't like to work yeah, but i mean out. you I could like you could get out pace at least <laughs> well that's why i done when i was in the hospital i was just like pacing up and down the hall for a while so mm. <laughs> with with the medicine tree thing you know <laughs> yeah that that's 
Is that the right name for that medicine tree? That seems I know what you meant. I have no idea if that's what they're called. <laughs> okay, because it sounds that sounds like something you'd have in like a Navajo ceremony or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, maybe that is what they call those. You know, I was in a hospital in Japan, so they called it something Japanese. <laughs> Let's um, rock and do a few questions then, unless unless you want to make any uh, big observations. That's no, I mean, I was wondering if it was going to go into more of a. So, do you know the Russian sleep experiment? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But go like, ahead and explain that. It's just it's just a really famous like um, scary story that gets shared online, like a creepy pasta. Um, but it involves like guys being kept. It's not being kept silent. It's being kept awake for like days into weeks into months, and then they start like seeing visions of this other world and doing insane things and mutilating themselves and whatever. And I was wondering if it was going to be like he stayed so silent he started to hear, you know voices from the netherworld or whatever um, but yeah like i said it ended up being a completely non-supernatural one wouldn't that be like offensive to the mute well but it, it could <laughs> it could have been that like i guess it would be offensive to the deaf i was gonna say if he's kept in like a complete noise isolation chamber or whatever oh like he can't hear either that's where yeah there's complete silence but okay that 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 could yeah that could obviously you could get something out of that i'm sure but again, uh, like, but you're you're right. There are there are people who are new and people who are deaf. So because there's uh rooms that have been made, you know, to have like like not just noise counseling, but just no noise at all, like silence. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard it is a pretty wild experience, and the same with um, like perfectly dark rooms as well. Yeah, I guess the closest I've been is sleeping in a cave. Which have is you done weird. the one under Zenkoji? Oh yeah, yeah, that's fun. The people who don't know me and Matt, um, where we live in Nagano, there's a famous Buddhist temple. And they have a thing where you go through this underground tunnel, which is meant to be like completely dark. And you just find your way by like feeling along the railings. And there's like a an idol you're supposed to find in the dark. And if you find it, you'll have happiness or what have you. I've only done it once. And some douchebag in front of me was using their phone to light it up. So completely ruined. Yeah, as well as say uh, the time to because I've done that several times. And um, usually you go, it's a, it's a somewhat busy day. And, and this was before phones when I, last time I did that. Um, with this on a on a busy day right so i didn't have a light problem but just the noise you know uh, there's a kid like kind of like getting upset a few steps ahead other people were kind of giggling but then i went like on a wednesday morning or something when no one is there and then when nobody was there, it's like oh now i get the experience you actually need to be by yourself to do this properly mm. yeah it makes sense so I mean, you live like two blocks away, so I would recommend just go there at a time when you know nobody's going to be there and uh, try it without people. And it, 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 then it is a pretty cool experience. So uh, it's just just like um, Archie has a problem here with this guy who won't shut up, you know, to enjoy that experience. You need to be by yourself. Mm -hmm. Do it Yoda's cave style or something, right? <laughs> OK, then let's go different angle. Who would you want to put in this room? Oh, um, one, the, I hate to say one reason my Japanese hasn't gotten a lot better is because it allows me to tune out most conversations. Yeah, it's nice, right? <laughs> You're on a train. If there's a loud, I mean, the loud drunks will get annoying, but, you know, just in a restaurant or on a train, there's some chitter chatter and you can just like, you know, you can completely tune it out. So it's almost like through our ignorance of japanese we get to have like a little superpower in that in that way <laughs> yeah. um as far as like who do i want to actually just stop talking i mean i could be cheeky and say someone like donald trump of course but uh <laughs> i mean there's so funny <laughs> <laughs> i mean i just I'm well, so thinking... 
you try and silence him, it just makes him stronger. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then he starts like dodgy social platforms, right? That nobody joins. So you got that, you know, it's not, it's not all fun and games at Trump Tower, is it? So what, what you're saying is that the little notebook Tennyson was writing in was a metaphor for like Mastodon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't think that's a right wing one anymore. What's no, no I think uh, Mast- Truth Ma- Social was the one Trump started. I think Mastodon was mostly the ones is mostly like people who just couldn't deal with Elon Musk and Twitter anymore would go. That, to that's why everyone moved to it. But I think it had been around for a long time. Okay, but I, th- I think it's more of like a Discord thing. There's like separate servers. It's not just you're all in one big yeah cesspit. Because there are, you know, obviously like other ones that are like way dodgier. I don't, I don't remember what <clears throat> Trump called his failed. Social yeah, Truth platform. Social was Trump's one. Oh, that, okay. See, I didn't even like. I mean, what? Yeah, I only, I only know that because I listen to QAnon Anonymous. So. <laughs> which is do, 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 do. which which is about looking at how Q messes with people's brains, right? No, I've decided to stop explaining that. I'm going to let people make their own. Oh, you, okay. I just feel like it's been a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, also, they're like really big. I think most people who would listen to this know who they are at this point. Okay, that's cool. Um. Doing the questions, Hit who, me with went, it. who went into the Twilight Zone in this episode? I don't know if anyone really did. Yeah, I would go with nobody. I mean, you know, Tennyson kind of created his own Twilight Zone in the same way you could create your own Twilight Zone. If you know you're doing it to yourself, you know. You're my Twilight Zone, Matt. I'm your Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, but, th- but that's the point. You know, this is all personal decision making, so it that's why we were talking about Alfred Hitchcock at the top of this thing. So mm. I guess we'll just give that a great big nobody then for yeah. people entering the twilight zone. So um, who does it, I'll rephrase the second question a little bit and say, who deserves what in this episode? <laughs> I think to a certain extent, they all kind of deserved what they got. <laughs> They're all old money douchebags who don't want to do any work. Like it did it didn't occur to Tennyson to just go and get a job. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. I mean, yeah, the, you know, when the when the revolution starts, these are the guys first against the wall, right? Yeah, oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is where the revolutionaries come to start putting people against the wall, I uh-huh. guess. So but to do this, just chuck a grenade through the door, you know you want all of them. Uh, I guess I guess you can sneak Alfred out first. He seemed cool. Okay. Oh yeah, Poor yeah. Old Alfred. He he was he was I mean, even though as a lawyer, he's kind of like the help. Well, Alfred, I'm talking about the little butler guy. Oh, oh, right, not George Alfred. Okay, sorry. Oh, you mean Alfred the but? Sorry, because uh, Jonathan Harris's character is George Alfred. So. Oh, okay, maybe maybe Butler wasn't called Alfred. Then I got many confused because I, I see butlers. Were... I think they're called Alfred. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I just thought you were excusing the lawyer because um he's 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 a consultant to not. Is he a member? Maybe he's he's, a member. he's even if he's not a member, he's complicit. Yeah, the more I'm thinking, he's a class about, was... traitor. Yeah, I'm sitting here wondering why you wanted to go along with that guy. Okay, <laughs> except that Jonathan Harris is awesome. So, but yeah, he's also a perpetual villain. Well, yeah, but he's a, one of the best, right? You know. Oh I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of perpetual villain actors are great guys in real life, but but I just mean he's a great villain too. I yeah. mean, maybe he could have been a scumbag. I don't know. I, I, you know, I haven't heard anything to that effect. So, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he was like screaming at Bill Mummy at Lost in Space Set or anything like that. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I heard he was really mean to um the robot. As we know from Star Wars, that's how you really judge people. Yeah, he just kept kicking it around. Yeah, and he was a total ray. On Lost in Space, it was just robot, right? Oh yeah, I could never. I 
Because you want to say Robbie the robot, but that's Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was just robot. Yeah, because that, that that came up while I was here. Uh, so it was somewhere recently, but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that thing didn't have a name. Interesting. <laughs> I'm looking it up now in case there was a name that we're forgetting. But I, to be honest, I'm only really familiar with the um, Matt LeBlanc one. <laughs> <laughs> the robot model B9, known simply as the robot. Okay. They could have been a little more creative with that name for sure. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of the original and plenty of the Netflix one when you look on Google. But you have to scroll down pretty far to see the uh, the 90s one. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess yeah. is probably for the best. Yeah. Well, I guess we will go ahead and throw this one onto the tripometer then. Um, what what do you want to give this on the tripometer? It's a difficult one, right? Because does this does this get a really low rating? Because it's because um, you know there's not technically any trip, right? It's real. Or does that mean it gets a really high rating because it is so weird while being in the real world? Um, but I think I'm going to give it a. I thought you were going to do that before your explanation. Because you you gave a real explanation, right? And then we, we had a moment of, of silence. Who do you want who do you want to uh, dedicate that moment of silence to? Princess Diana. Okay, sure. Actually, now that you've said that, I I, I read the book because someone sent it to me for review. <laughs> the the so I, I didn't buy it, but I read the Prince Harry book, and that was going oh. in my that was going through my mind when I was watching this, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> like Tennyson, he's kind of like you know he's trying to sound like a normal dude, and and then suddenly he's like you know hunting on an island just to get away from it all. It's like yeah, yeah, pe people can't do that, man. I can't just bugger off to Botswana when I'm feeling down. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so in that case, and also I did just want to, like, since all the press reports are, like, slapping me in the face, I'm like, well, I'm, since someone sent it to me, I'm going to see what this thing actually says, so. <laughs> see, for me, I do not have that instinct of I'm being bombarded by press about the royal family, and now I want to seek it out. It's like, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, though, because I had watched this episode, it seemed to, like, have kind of an entanglement, you know? Mm. So I was kind of interested, because I was like, oh, here's kind of a real look into kind of that i mean even like a, a higher echelon frame of that kind of mind so i was just kind of like that got my curiosity these silence guys you know they're just they're just um city club you know rich guys right so but it was interesting to just okay i want to read someone who's like completely out of everything you know yeah. my parents kicked me out so i'm gonna move in with tyler perry is not like a normal course of action for people <laughs> but uh yeah so it, it i don't know i mean i guess it just gets to the point that you can be rich or or have had success in your life and, and be perfectly miserable because people making bets like these and taking them are, are pretty miserable to start with yep well that's it because people use it to be like um money can't buy you happiness right and that's true from this angle but money could buy, you know, a lot of poor people some peace of mind and let it possible for them to be happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that that was the other fun thing in that that book, by the way, because he keeps saying, and the press kept saying I was a drug addict, and then I took a bunch of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too, dude. <laughs> I did see a funny tweet the other day that was like, um, someone said something about gambling, and then someone else replied something about addiction, and he's like, I've gambled twenty year, for twenty years, and I think about it every day, and I'm not addicted, so I don't think it's going to happen. so yeah kind of kind of along those lines so but for me i think when i started the podcast i started knowing that okay the silence will be my my zero on the tripometer but Mm -hmm. a very lovingly given zero so (laughs) like i enjoy giving this one a zero well you give a zero and i'll give it a five and there we go it'll balance out right yeah 2.5 is like the wrong yeah, yeah, it's definitely not. It's either a zero or a five. It's not a two point five. Yeah, so I can appreciate it. Okay, so you'll take the five. I'll take the zero. But yeah, for for more than a year, I've been playing. I'll to get to Scotland before you. Zero. <laughs> I've never been to Scotland. <laughs> I went there very recently. Yeah, it's it's cold in the summer, is it? It's fine. Okay, that's cool. Well, I was just, you know, I saw in recent episodes, I think of Death Valley is comfortable, but that's because I was there in January. Well, yeah, I think of Scotland is comfortable because I was there in like September. Yeah, there we go. Um, I guess I'll wrap things up unless you got an era thunker on the thunk. Oh, I thunked all my thunks. Okay. This is Time Enough Podcast. You can find us at Time Enough Pod on Twitter or Facebook. Um, you can find support us on Patreon. Podcastio Podcastius, where we do a whole bunch of other podcasting. Luke and I talk sci-fi movies on Luke and Matt's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Um, I'm having a run of episodes right now about The Prisoner, which is Imprisoned in Prison, an other prisoner podcast. So, you know, kind of Twilight Zone adjacent, British-style Twilight zone stuff. Um, Luke, what do you do there? Uh, you can find my podcast about Pokemon. Luke loves Pokemon. That's like the premier podcast on the... Uh the account <laughs> uh we're b- about to hit fifty thousand downloads on that one there's monster mash a podcast about monster hunter that one does okay you can find out that's the one i was talking about where we had some uh banter about the scottish um i forgot his name who made the twilight zone rod serling you yeah i only hear you say it every single week <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the game game show which is the least successful podcast on the network <laughs> Where four British guys swear at each other. It's really funny, and I think people would like it, but for some reason we have no idea how to find listeners for it. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not really putting any effort into that front, because uh, I don't really care. I'd do it for my own amusement. Radio. Oh, oh, I probably, yeah. we, we said recently, like, if I just stopped editing them and putting them out, everyone would probably still keep turning up and recording them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you record it this week? Eh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe. Send out the vibes. Check, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to send out your podcast. Just through vibes. Mm. Just, you feel my podcast in the air, man. <laughs> just trust me, dude. I'm putting out top quality banter. So just imagine the banter and chuckle at it. But for now, you don't have to imagine the banter. You can listen to all of that. So, um, I don't know. Tell us something witty to end this one.